Welcome to Beer League Radio. I'm Tyler. Craig's over there. Hi, Craig. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This has been a weird <coughs> start of events here. Very, very weird. We're going to get it, though. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. This it's is a, uh, it's a thing. A new way to do this. Uh, Craig, what we're doing today is a Q&A with the CIDL Steering Committee. Guys, how are you all doing today? Good. Good. I'm good. Thanks for taking time out of your evening to uh, to join us here. I very, very much appreciate it. I know Craig does as well. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Same time. It's not. I just like enjoying throwing things at you while you're trying to click over there. It's, it's weird. It says, it says Craig's muted, but I can still hear him. It's yeah, it's an audio thing with Tyler's. Is there, is there a way to mute him like permanently throughout the entire? Yeah, I got a button for that if you want. It'll light up a uh, nice bright red, too. So upset. How upset? Not very. If you had to guess. Not very. Like on a scale of one to ten, it'd be like like a three. Ooh, a three. All right. How do we get that to a ten? Trey Dylan Larkin <laughs> for shrimp picks. Oh, that's fair. Okay. That's an easy trigger. All right. So what we're doing today is going through some questions that were sent mm. in to us uh, from some current or prospective CIDL uh, members, I guess. Members? Members? Players? Players. That's a better word for that. That's the same word, but different. And uh, what we're going to do is walk through each one of these with the four committee members we have here. We have Jake, everybody's least favorite referee. I'm yeah. pretty sure I read that somewhere. Uh, we have Tommy, uh, everybody's favorite beardy guy. That's I'll fair. take it. Yeah, that's, that's work. Kripalani, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think anybody knows him. Justin, you should introduce yourself. Let me get back to you here. And Commissioner Tim Young. It's lovely being here. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful dark there, Tim. What's going on with that? I know. We already went through this. So <laughs> if I turn my lights on, there's a giant glare. And if there's a giant glare, it looks awful. And, I mean, let's face it, this makes the money right here. So we got to have this come in really well. I like the smile afterwards. <laughs> uh, Ryan Lett just put Tim. The glare. the glare doesn't look good. What's that? Ryan Lett put Tim looks like he's in his mom's basement. Because he is. That's my yeah. assumption. <laughs> seems fair. This is how he does every committee meeting, by the way. That's great. Yeah. In the dark without pants on? <laughs> uh, we're not going there. All right. Can't all right. That guy. Well, let's, uh, let's hop right in and start with the first question, and we're going to send this to Tim. When does registration officially open, and is there a returning player preference? Well, first of all, um, Tyler, it's unfortunate that I'm getting a question from you at this point. I just wanted to say I didn't really appreciate the article you wrote about me a couple months ago, and I thought it was a, a bit unethical, to be honest. Uh, I'd like to apologize, but that would be a lie. Uh, I hate you, and I never want to see you again. Shout out to Travis Eckert. <laughs> We're trying, Travis. We're trying. We're actually trying. So Tra there you go. <clears throat> Travis um, already LOL'd, so he's he's appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, registration um, this Friday, August 7th, 7 p.m. Mark your calendars. Throw it as a reminder of your phone. Um, you know, do whatever you got to do to be ready. Um, and returning players will have a 48-hour priority. And on Sunday the 9th, at 7 p.m., it will be open to the general public. So starting once, I'll go over myself again, August 7th at 7 p.m., registration will be open for returning players. So get in, get registered as soon as you can, 
um, because from the sounds of it, you know, even though with everything that's going on right now, we're, we're still going to have a, you know, really full league this year. Um, you know, we're looking to put 12 teams out again, and I don't want anybody that played last year um, to not be able to sign up because they didn't meet that window of August 7th um, through Sunday, August 9th. So, but then again, at, at Sunday, August 9th at 7 p.m., we're opening up the general public, so get on it. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, last year, things filled up super, super quickly. So absolutely get on there just as, as fast as you can. Uh, moving on to the next question, Tommy, what will the cost for the league be this year and what payment options are going to be available? So that was one of the things that was toughest for us to figure out going into all this, how COVID was going to impact that. Um, but through a lot of fantastic work that I'm going to take credit for because none of the committee members who actually did it are here to take credit for it. Um, the cost of the league will not increase at all this year. We're gonna stay at $455 for the entire season. Um, so that was a big, big win for us. We're not reducing ice time and we're not increasing cost. That was priority number one coming into this off season. And I honestly kind of can't believe we were able to do it. Um, when your registration goes live, you'll have three options. Uh, for making that payment. Uh, you can pay in full at the time of registration. Uh, that's your most cost-effective way of doing this. Um, you can make two payments of $237.50. Uh, one of those will go when you sign up and the other one will be automatically withdrawn on September 7th. Or you can do three payments, one of $250 at the time of registration and then two more payments of $125 a piece on September 7th and October 7th. So if you want that three month monthly payment option, uh, we were also able to keep that this year as well, which was again, a big win too, with the shortened timetable that we have to get this up off the ground um, once we got everything figured out. I think that's fantastic. I know that that was probably really, really difficult to get back in there and try to keep the cost the same with the way rising ice costs are a thing we all know happen and with limited ice. So thank you guys very much for putting in that effort to make that happen. And I guess by you guys, I do mean you, Tommy, specifically. <coughs> thank you, Tommy, for setting it up that way. I appreciate it. 100%. Next time you see Tammy, make sure to let her know how much you appreciate the work that I did securing that and that you want her to be a bigger participant in that next time. I absolutely will. <laughs> uh, so, Kripalani, so for signups, are there any other memberships or insurance the players need to carry? And if so, what are they? Yeah, so the biggest one that you'll need to carry as a player is just USA Hockey membership. And that's as simple as going on to USA Hockey's website. You can go on today. Uh, I did it just the other day. I think it was between 40, 55 bucks, somewhere in between those lines, um, depending where you live, once again. Um, but super simple, same as what we've done in the past years. Yeah, one thing to note with that, uh, returning players do it whenever. Anyone new players, you might want to wait until day of, just because if you do sign up for it and you do not get in, you do not get refunded that USA Hockey membership. So it's kind of a risk for the new players coming in. Anyone who's been in the league before, when they, as long as you use that 20 or 48-hour window, you're good. Yeah. Uh that's a good call out, Jake. And I want to ask you to expand on that a little bit. What would cause someone to not get in? Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Um, when it goes live on, what is that? The, the Sunday, the ninth, when that goes live, it will be live and open until it's full. If it fills up within 24 wow. hours, it's full. 
So you so, mean you mean waiting to sign up for USA Hockey until the ninth, not do it today in a anticipation? Right. If you're yeah, if you're not able to register for the league until the ninth, wait to sign up for USA Hockey until the ninth to make sure that there's spots open. If you're waiting till the tenth to sign up, and you've already signed up for USA Hockey, it may be full by the time you go to sign up. It's a great call out, uh, Tim. For next inside. Uh, Expanded on Jake there. We'll go back to you. Uh, as we all know, COVID could easily impact the schedule. Can you walk us through what the plan is if we're forced to skip a game or games due to uh, COVID outbreak? Yeah. So um, at this point, any missed games that are canceled by the arena will be made up at the end of the season. So that being said, with you know we know how this spreads like wildfire. Uh, it's it's more than likely um, we will not be done around. Thursday, and we will have games tacked on towards the end of the season, you know, after the season, and playoffs will be delayed until all regular season games are played. That uh, is awesome. So real quick, Travis Hamilton uh, put in a question to kind of expand. Is returning player only if you played last year, or does playing the year before count as a returning player? It's only if you played last year, last season. Okay. I hope that answers, and it obviously looks like it does. Um, so can that, we go ahead? And I guess I'll expand on that real quick. I mean, that's, you know, let's say we have a hundred percent return rate, which, you know, I, I know we'll have a, a relatively high percentage of returning players. I don't think we'll hit a hundred percent, but you know, if there's players that didn't play last year, but played the year before, I mean, you know, we could go upwards of 110%. You know, we don't have, uh, you know, we don't have the capability to go above 12 teams. So, um, last year's players only will be allowed to sign up for the early bird. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And Jake, can you, so for the game day adjustments, I know it's going to be, that's a big topic for everybody. Can you walk through, um, you know, players, coaches, off-ice officials, the COVID plan, 19 plan uh, for the CIDL? Yeah. So the big, the big thing here is the key points on this is there's going to be no locker rooms. Um, That's a Buccaneers arena policy, not ours. Um, Your arrival and departure, you're going to have a window of 15 minutes before, 15 minutes after. Um, so show up dressed, ready to go. Um, there is a place to sit down, put your skates on. Um, and then all the traffic is going to basically go in one direction. So you're going to start in the, uh, Southeast corner. You'll exit the Northeast corner. Um, uh, masks are required whenever you're not on the ice. Um, let's see, we are doing temperature screenings. So if you're over a hundred degrees, you're not playing that day. You will be sent home. Um, and then there are questions about health. So if you're, it, it's real simple. If you feel sick, stay home. The, the whole point of this is, is if there is a positive case and Bucks has to close down, then you're just hurting the entire league at that point. Um, so stay home. Uh, if you're healthy, come play. We're, we're happy to have you. Um, but yeah, if you don't feel good, just stay home. Oh, that's good advice just in general, especially when it's time for work because nobody wants to do that. Yeah, just be unfit right. to play. I swear the first time I see Jake at the rink, I'm going to be like, Jake, you don't look good. You should go home. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the first time I skate out, everyone's going to be like, ah, oh, that ref doesn't look good. You should probably leave. Nah. When, when it adds up, it adds up, guys. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I just I try and throw some levity in the situation. But in, in all honesty, you know, it, you know, I mean, we need to be adults about this. You know, if you aren't feeling well, you should stay home, you know, just, just in case it might not be COVID. It could be allergy. It could be, this could, could be a multitude of things. 
Um, but, you know, we've entered, you know, kind of a new era, a new realm of living. Um, and, you know, we got to be smart about this. And, you know, we got to be grownups about this. You know, the last thing we want to do is, you know, spread, spread any COVID to any additional people. So I, that we're just asking people, please stay home if you do not feel well. And I, and I know somebody asked this, um, and it was kind of answered. It's been answered by Rich Harms in the comments, but I want to make sure. So JT says, asks, are masks required on the bench? No. Well, and to, to your point there about not wanting to spread it to other people, it's important to remember for our league, we've got some really old people in the league like Pete, and that's just not going to go well. And we gotta we got to look out for Pete, guys. It's important. True. Uh, on to the next section of the COVID-19 plan for CIDL is the player section. Uh, it's the bullet points there are three. Gloves must be worn when in the handshake line. Water bottles must be marked with individual player's name or number and no sharing of water bottles. Uh, Tommy, is there anything else in particular that you think needs shouted out about that? Or uh, will goalies be able to enter or leave earlier later than other players out of acknowledgement to how long it typically takes for them to get ready, that kind of stuff? So to, to answer both parts of your question there, um, as far as it goes for, for just everybody, any player walking into the building, um, really we're going to lean on the league to, to, like Tim said, be adults about this and just use your common sense and your best health practices uh, to make sure that we're a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. So when we talk about things like not sharing water bottles or keeping gloves on for the handshake line, uh, those might strike you as kind of common sense, best health practices with something like this going on. Um, but it's important for us to make sure that, you know, you make that statement and say, this is something we're expecting everybody to participate in. Um, but there's also some room in there for people to make their best judgment. Um, somebody had asked something previously about um, social distancing on the benches. On the benches, um, common sense would tell you that that's just not possible at all. Um, so there are going to be some concessions that have to be made with some of these recommendations out there. Um, but we trust people to to make the right decision wherever that's possible, and you know, use as much bench space as you have available. Um, and use as much changing space as you have available and kind of keep that distance much up as much as you can. Um, you know, the water bottles is another thing like that. It's probably not a good health practice to begin with. And especially right now, it's a really bad idea. Um, we're also kind of walking a tightrope here between what does the CIDL say? These are things that we're going to ask every member or every player to do. And what does Bucks Arena say every single person who walks into our building to skate is going to have to be okay with. Uh, and the limited changing time is another one of those things where we are being mandated that policy to say, this is the amount of time that you have to change. So you need to be ready to do what you need to do to get ready on the ice in this 15 minute window. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing it a little bit myself. I understand that it's tough for goalies to get all that stuff on and off within 15 minutes. Um, you know, I, people have seen how slow I change. I probably couldn't even do my regular player gear in 15 minutes. So we don't have the ability to provide extra time right now, plain and simple. We're not being given that opportunity uh, from Bucks. That's a decision that they're making and we have to work within that. Uh, that being said, again, common sense stuff, we trust our players to be able to determine just how much they can get on and off in that 15 minute window and come prepared to do that changing uh, within that period of time and make their ice time on time. So for goalies using that specific example, um, Bucks has been having goalies come in 
with everything but leg pads and skates on. Um, for a lot of goalies, that will be absolutely reasonable and practical and what we ask them to adhere to. Um, and, and for some people, they might need to come in with a little bit less on in order to accommodate that, and they're just going to have to move a little quicker, unfortunately. Say, I've seen Craig change, and he can literally change in like two minutes. He's, he's in and out of his goalie gear faster. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how he does it. Example. I'm more. I have more questions about how often you guys are watching Craig change than. Look, <laughs> you look this good. What, we you, draw attention. You look how good. <laughs> we draw attention. Yeah, you, you draw attention one way. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Kripalani, can you expand a little bit on the um, the coaches, off ice officials, and on ice officials? How they're going to be handled? Do they have 15 minutes before the game? Um, where are they to be located and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So what, regardless of who you are, who you're playing, it, we're really trying to stick to that 15-minute time before and after your game. Um, and that's just to be safe. You know, We want to make sure the game can keep moving. We want to stay on schedule. Um, but past that, you know, things really haven't changed that much, I'd say. Um, if you are an official, when you are not on the ice, you will need to wear a mask. Same as the rules as if you're a player when you're walking in. No, you don't need to wear a mask on the ice, but it's important that you wear it as you're walking around and not participating in the game. Um, on ice, like I said, you don't need to wear one. And then coaches, um, we're encouraging the use of electronic whistles this year. Uh, we think that that's going to be a way to help prevent moisture spreading, be a little more uh, you know, just proactive with things that we can do. Off-ice masks, once again, required when you're not involved in the game. We are, however, requiring masks to be worn on the bench at all times if you are a coach. And this is just to have that extra layer of safety. If you're a player, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you're, you're working. You're out there, you're skating. You have to be able to breathe a little better. But as a coach, you know, you're able to give that instruction. Let's focus on bringing the game, giving the best experience to our players. Absolutely. Definitely yeah. makes sense. One, one thing to note there, um, so I've been doing some research on the electronic whistles. You probably won't see those at the start of the season because they are hard to get your hands on right now. Sounds about right. Yeah, you can <laughs> imagine sense. that. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of questions in the chat I want to spin back to. Huh? Uh, JT Nutt mentioned, uh, can we break up our payment in three again? I believe that was answered yes at the, the earlier portion, correct? Yep. Fantastic. You would do the uh, $250 down payment on Friday when you register, and then you'll have two scheduled payments of $125 a piece uh, for the 7th of next month and the 7th of October. Yep. And there was uh, another question, uh, whether or not hockey bags are allowed, and I, I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't be. Yeah, they're um, allowed. I don't, yeah. There's been nothing about those. Okay. Uh, those are the, the two I saw before they disappeared on me. <laughs> so no, I, I had others. Too. Okay. If there are others, uh, I apologize. <clears throat> uh, first up, let's uh, start with Tim here. Can you please walk us through the new divisional format? Uh, names and skill levels of the division, number of teams in each, et cetera. Yeah. So, so we will be having uh, D1. That's going to be our typical intermediate speed. Um, and D2, which is our new speed, um, should be basically the equivalent of taking all of last season's intermediate threes and novice ones and putting them in a division that's going to be a little bit slower than intermediate and a little faster than novice. Um, and, of course, lastly, we have our fantastic novice division. Um, this is for development. And the idea is if you want to get started in the sport of hockey, you know, you're going to want to join a novice league with other players that are 
a lot alike in skating abilities to handling, you name it, all, just general hockey skill. Um, and it's going to be a place to do so. Uh, you know, now this is going to be, uh, you know, much more developmental this season than I think in seasons past. Um, all three divisions will have four teams, um, leaving it pretty easy for us to grow in the future years. Uh, you know, originally we had started out with six intermediate and four novice, then we grew into six intermediate and six novice teams. Um, what, you know, a big thing with this is going to help us grow. Yeah, absolutely. That's makes a lot of sense. And so I think there's a lot of positive feedback. There's also some kind of concerns, Jake, what prompted the realignment and what positive changes the committee hoping to affect with it? So it all started um, based on a bunch of different factors. We had a bunch of different things we were looking at. Um, The realignment, though, was really built on how do we grow the league? How do we continue to give players what they want? You know, we've heard things from the past three seasons. We've heard the feedback. um, And quite frankly, we've got the players that are, you know, slowing down. They're getting a little older. um, Pete. Pete. Pete, yep, Pete. So – so giving him a place to land, but novice isn't necessarily quite the place for, you know, those guys that are slowing down. And then you've got people like myself and Tyler Shelton, who we're speeding up, we're getting better. Um, you know, I played an intermediate last year and it was just, it, it was more than I would have expected. Um, so giving players like that a spot where they can start to basically take stepping stones to move all the way up. Um, so that was the, that was the idea is let's give people the development the growth opportunity. And then uh, also novice over the past three years has the skill level has just increased dramatically. And it's kind of crazy how it all happened. Um, but when you add those six teams, now you have your higher end uh, or your higher end skaters end up a little bit faster. And that gap between speed and growth kind of grows and, it, and you kind of lose the, you lose what it was meant to be for, which is a place for new skaters to, get involved to get on the ice to play. Um, so by doing this, putting the D one there, it gives, um, you know, it's, we're not going higher than the level we've currently had. Um, we're giving them a place to continue to play. And then we're also giving that, that another step for the development and growth for the, the lower end, the people slowing down, but also the people trying to ramp up as well. Um, doing all that. Um, it also aligns us ready for growth for future seasons. Um, so as you've seen our first season, um, we had four teams in novice, we had six teams in intermediate, which allowed us to grow real fast, real easy, um, to six and six. So by doing this, if we get more skaters next year, then we might be able to go six and D one, six and D two and four in novice or so on and so forth. Um, so it's really just about the development and, and all of that. And, just making sure that we're setting ourselves up for future growth, knowing that this year is kind of a cluster with all the COVID stuff. Yeah, definitely can understand that. And I just want everybody to know that there is a GoFundMe now started for Tim Young to pay his electric bill. <laughs> That's fantastic. If I, I'm in my office, if I go out in my basement, my kids bless their hearts. They're upstairs. You know, God knows what noises will come out in, at any time with children. I think it's <laughs> important to know that I don't know that anyone's ever seen your children. I think you're making that up. <laughs> Nothing. Um, anyways, <laughs> piggybacking off of what Jake was saying, um, the the biggest idea behind this split, and I know it's intriguing for a lot of people, um, 
is development. That that I mean, we're a D league. It's a developmental league, um, and I feel that it is best to let novice skaters grow in an area or an arena um, where they are skating um, against competition, much like themselves. Uh, you know, the, they'll have you know better odds at you know getting the puck, uh, getting the feel for that. You know, skating around. Um, you know, I, I just think they're going to have much more involvement. So this is all about development, and it's and it's about growth as well. Um, one byproduct of this that I think is going to be very crucial to the season, and I think we're going to have. Uh, I think we're going to have really good experience with it is going to be competitiveness. Um, you know, in, you know, in the D one, the more intermediate, faster paced league. Um, you know, if you look at it, if you take, you know, two teams out, uh, of the entire scenario of, you know, maybe some of the slower skaters like a Jake Adams, um, and, uh, you know, if you remove them and you put them into, uh, you know, D two, uh, the speed will go up. The competition will go up. Hopefully it's healthy and happy competition. But um, I think that's going to be uh, a, a pretty interesting byproduct uh, from this. And, you know, we look forward to it. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting. It's new. And, you know, development, growth, and competition are, you know, three points that are going to be coming out of this with development of players leading the way. I think that's a, a fantastic point. Uh, to that end, uh, just a quick expanding question. Was one of the reasons that uh, we're trying this out to help limit player exposure to a smaller number of teams to help lower COVID-19 risks uh, being spread across the league? Um, that is a byproduct. I mean, that's another one I guess we could bring up. But I, I guess for contact tracing, that uh, you know might help out a little bit. I, I'll let Jake expand on that one. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't the intentional uh, reason. Um, but like Tim said, it does help us with contract tracing. Um, it, it's basically we want to continue to be improving and growing the sport of hockey. Um, so with that, you know, being able to make it so that there are less people, you know, interacting with, with each other, it kind of pushed us to make this decision this season versus next season. Um, but at the end of the day, we were moving in this direction anyway to continue to grow the sport. Um, let's see here. Whoa. Yeah, I'm, yeah. so contract tracing and then, yeah, exposing them to less people, it, it does help that. Um, but, yeah, it's basically groundwork for future growth. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hop in. I know, Craig, it was your area there. I just see two, two questions here that actually lead right into the next question we had here. And, Justin, uh, is there still currently time to apply to be a captain or coach, and is there still a need for applicants for those? Uh, specifically, it looks like uh, Mr. Fortner and Mr. Austin Taylor were also asking that in the chat. So uh, some expansion on that would be most welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have not lost any teams uh, with four di three different divisions, four teams in each. We're going to need 12 uh, captains and then four coaches for novice. We are still going to take your application, knowing that this uh, realignment might not have been top of mind when people were first looking at applying to be a captain or a coach. Uh, we want to give everyone that opportunity. With that being said, we're getting closer and closer to the day the puck drops. So please get your application in, preferably before registration. And how do they do that? Just email our group. That's going to be cidlhockey at gmail uh, googlegroups.com. <laughs> Um, what are the requirements to be a captain or a coach for those that are on the fence potentially? I'm sorry, Craig, can you repeat that question? The first part of it got a little run over there. Yeah, absolutely. Is there 
uh, what are the requirements to be a captain or what are the requirements to be a coach? I would say requirement-wise from having done it the past two years as a captain, uh, the actual requirements are really pretty loose. We're just looking for people who who have that passion for the game um, and have the leadership tools to help uh, keep a team, team together and, and get a group of people together and get them pushing towards the same goal. Um, one of the most important things I felt like I did as a captain uh, was help give a team that, that vision um, and what we wanted our success to look like. But then it's also things like, um, you know, setting lines and settling player disputes um, and coaching your players and helping them become better players. So obviously we're looking for people that have uh, some hockey knowledge to share as well. Um, for coaches that only intensifies, if you're looking at coaching at the novice level, uh, chances are you're gonna be with a captain who is, is gonna be looking for your help as well. Um, so if you are sitting there listening to this and wanting a way to become more involved in the league and wanting to be uh, more of a part of the story of the league's success as we continue to grow and expand here. Um, and you've got that hockey knowledge that you want to share and help people understand the game better and improve their own skills. This really is the position that you're looking for. Uh, we really, really do have a use for you. And we really would like anybody who wants to be involved at that level to at least have the opportunity to find out more about it. And like Justin said, the only way you can get that information and see if this is going to be a good fit for you is to send us an email at CIDLHockey at googlegroups.com. Uh, do an interview with us, and let's talk more about the details. And, uh, Tom, you knocked it out of the park with that answer there. They answered the next three questions I had lined up. So, well done. Uh, good job. Uh, go <laughs> celebrate. Uh, Jake, I have a quick question for you. as uh, With the off-ice officials, uh, is there a need for applications for that as well? You know, running the scoreboard and that kind of stuff. And uh, I would assume those guys are wearing masks as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. So off-ice officials are to be wearing, basically anyone coming in the building for, for CIDL is wearing a mask. Uh, so them included. Um, we are going to make sure that they've got sanitizing products so that way they can sanitize the board, the scoreboard and all that stuff. Um, or the controls for the scoreboard. Um, and yeah, we're always always looking for people to run the scoreboard. You know, it's one of those things where no one wants to sit there and spend six hours a day doing the scoreboard. So the more applicants we have, the more people willing to do it. And uh, basically all you need to be able to do is show up on time and that's about it. Um, you know, the more people we get, the more we can run in and out. And it, it makes it a lot, a lot easier because then you're not spending all day at Bucks. That's fair. Uh, expanding on that, are there is there a need for referee applicants or are we set for that you think um so referees uh works a little bit differently um i typically i've got a group of people that i have ref games before um if someone is looking to get started as a ref in our league um really it's as simple as just shooting me an email um you can send it to the cideal uh hockey at googlegroups.com uh, and then i'll break it off into my email address from there um but everything's ran through Ref Ranger. But, you know, if there's players that didn't play. So, that was weird. Anyway, there's everything's ran through Ref Ranger, just like any other, um, like if you were to referee for Des Moines Youth Hockey or for uh, the Oak Leafs or basically anyone here in town. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if I don't know the name, shoot me an email. Uh, my email and stuff for the referees, when they get in there, it's all there. It's available for them. 
Awesome. Tim, I know we have a couple uh, newer people to the league that maybe haven't signed up and have a few questions, but uh, can you talk – we've talked about the combine and the ranking. Can you walk through what the combine is going to look like and what that does and what it kind of means to the league and then also what the rankings um, and how that's going to work? Tim I, think you're on, Tim, I think you're on mute, buddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm so mute. glad I got to bust that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's moved. You moved. I was adjusting this. Um, so question about the combine, kind of what that means. Uh, what, like the combine process, um, what it means to the league, and then what the rankings kind of mean to the league as well for those that aren't, yeah, haven't so, done it with us. So the combine process, um, I mean, it, it's fairly straightforward. What it, what it does is it allows, um, it allows us to rank players. Um, we actually have basically double blind coaches uh, that, you know, are going to watch each individual skater in a certain time slot. And I'm sorry, my son just walked down here. Hold on, real quick. So this is the great. Coaches this are is live, guys. Watch. <laughs> so basically, the coaches are going to watch. Um, they're level four coaches. They uh, there's a couple of them. They'll be in the stands. Uh, we'll have two guys on the ice. They run you through some skills and drills and things like that. Uh, the coaches are uh, level four, which basically means they're one below the highest level that you can be with USA hockey before moving on to like AHL, NHL, whatever. Um, so those guys know what they're looking at. Um, they'll watch your skills. They check and see, and then they give a rating out. All those ratings go in. And then that's how we determine whether you're in a D one D two or novice player. Um, you know, at that point that list gets distributed to the captains and then they're able to, um, to draft from that. And so each team is comprised of a, let's take, let's just use D one, for example. So each D one team is going to have five level ones, five level twos and five level threes, and then a goalie. That's what's going to comprise their team. So, and that's the same, same theory, same situation for all the levels. What that does for our league is allows us to make sure that everyone lands in a competitive spot. Um, you know, the, Keeping that competitiveness and making sure that people aren't in the wrong spot, that's what makes our league unique. That's something that a lot of different leagues don't do. Um, it's, a, it's a theory and method that was actually driven from uh, youth hockey. Um, but that's, that's what makes us different, making sure that we have people playing where they should be. Right. So it, it, I guess, you know, we don't want, you know, we don't want Jake's taking intermediate. That's just not fair. It's not fair to him. Right. He's not that much. Um, but the, the, the biggest idea behind it, you know, off of what Jake said is to, you know, proper placement for players. Um, and, you know, when you have these, you know, coaches, I mean, we have people that are involved in Des Moines youth hockey that do not play in our league up there performing the evaluations. Um, it just, it evens the playing field for everybody. Um, and especially now having three leagues, it's going to be much more important to try to be as precise as possible uh, with place in regard to placement of players. So, um, you know, this year, uh, you know, we look forward to, you know, taking up this challenge and, uh, you know, getting people where they need to be. Um, and that's another thing where, you know, if occasionally it has happened, it happened last year, we had a player that was, you know, he was just too good for novice and we had to bump him up to intermediate. So, um, that's just a forewarning. If anybody tries to quote unquote sandbag, in the uh, 
in the combine, you know, we'll definitely have an eye out for it, whether it be during the combine or, you know, when the season starts. Um, yeah, we just want to keep competition as fair as possible. No, that seems fair. Uh, and to that end, in the, the comments, uh, Tony Hansen had a quick question regarding uh, if you could go over again who is actually involved in the rating process. The rating process is, well, um, as far as the rating process, um, that's going to be several coaches, Des Moines youth hockey officials, um, up in the stands. They will be performing the ratings and the evaluations of players. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, looking at the list of questions we had, that's really all the questions we have. Uh, did you guys have anything else specific that you want to shout out before we uh, wrap up here? Um, one thing that wasn't mentioned earlier in the COVID guidelines, um, it hasn't been asked yet, but if it eases anyone's mind about signing up, if you do not feel comfortable doing the handshake line because you're literally, you know, hey, I'm, I'm already taking big risks of being here, um, we don't want to use this as a way to be an a-hole, um, but if you, for whatever reason, health risk, whatever, don't want to do the handshake line, it's not going to be affected negatively on you this year as it would have been in prior years. Um, it's, it's one of those things where we can understand where, you know, being out there and playing is already close enough, and then to actually have to go face-to-face -face with people and, and, you know, fist bump with gloves on it, we're, we're okay with not letting or not having you do that if you're okay, or if you don't want to. So well, that makes good sense. Uh, well, before we wrap up, I want to take a second and thank all of you guys for coming by. We really do appreciate you taking time out of your evening to hang out with us and all of the other players in the league. Uh, special shout out to Tammy and Rich, other committee members who I and Lightfoot. Don't and Lightfoot. forget Chris thank Lightfoot. You. Thank you, Lightfoot. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, who? Uh, true. <laughs> uh, that uh, we just didn't have room for on the call. We very much appreciate all the work that they do, as in addition to all the work that you guys do. And an extra special shout out to Mr. Rich Harms, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Rich! Happy birthday, Rich! Happy birthday. Uh, well, guys, that's uh, singing. Happy birthday to Rich. Uh, I'm not singing, but you can. Go I'm for definitely it. not singing. Go ahead. Um, I I just have one final point. Uh, you know, I. It's, it really sucked that we had to cancel last season. Um, I know there's a lot of teams that, you know, probably felt like me where things were starting to pick up, things were starting to come together, you know, but we, we really had a good, you know, chance at, uh, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs, of course. Um, I know this is basically just a kid's game that us adults play, but we all love it. And uh, I personally want to thank everybody that did play last year. Um, you know, we really do appreciate it. You know, we did the, uh, we did the questionnaire, um, sent that out and we had really good remarks from a lot of people. Um, we went through that as a committee, um, every single one of those messages. Um, and, uh, yeah, it does mean a lot to us, uh, all the nice things that have been said. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, this upcoming year is going to be, it's going to be difficult. Um, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And uh, I do think, especially with the team that we have on the committee um, between, you know, Tommy Hoffman and Justin coming in, Chris Lightfoot, Jake Adams, Rich Harms, and Tammy Piper, um, we got a lot of smart people that are involved. And I think, you know, we'll take this year by the horns and we're just going to do what we can with it and, uh, you know, rock it out from there. But 
Um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, everybody. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys around Bucks Arena. Um, and, yeah, I look forward to getting chirped and being, you know, chirped at a bunch. Uh, one thing to also mention is uh, you guys, Craig and Tyler, putting this on, and then you guys have an extensive cast that calls games and stuff. And, you know, one thing that doesn't get mentioned is DLR is not technically a part of the committee. Um, they do this out of the kindness of their heart. So you guys need to make sure, you know, when, when one of your games doesn't get recorded, because we know that's going to be an issue this year, people are going to want their games since they can't have fans in the stands. Just bear with them. These guys are doing a great job helping you guys, you know, get these games out. And we as a committee really appreciate it, um, especially, you know, giving us a, a spot like tonight where we can actually reach out to our, you know, players. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that Tyler and Craig put on, not something that we necessarily reached out to them for. So just wanted to thank you guys, too. Thanks for those kind words, Jake. I'll get you that 20 bucks later. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we, we really do appreciate all your time. We have a, a blast doing this kind of stuff. So thank everybody for coming by. Uh, thank you for all the committee members for all the hard work you guys do. Again, you, you're also doing it for free and for the love of it. So great work and keep it up. Uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. And I, Craig, I think it's time for us to go. It is. Right. I'm got regular real hockey to watch. I mean, we play real hockey. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. all right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. And again, thanks to the committee members, and we'll see you on the ice soon. Bye, Craig. Don't call us. Thank you. Tim, it's always a pleasure. Love you, Mina. (laughs) We're trying, Travis. We're trying. We're actually trying.